Ethnographers in the Cities. I'm Lynn. I'm Giselle. And today's episode is our third episode. We will be talking about all sonography programs. Yeah, we're going to kind of just go through real quick how to become a sonographer, the steps that it takes to become a sonographer, and talk a little bit about schools, our experiences, non-accredited versus accredited. <laughs> That's the most uh, common ass topic. Um, so before we get started, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please follow, subscribe, and don't forget to rate us if you find us helpful. <laughs> yes, hopefully you guys do find us helpful. We do this for you guys and just want to help you. We're doing research and just trying to talk about ultrasound and spread that awareness. It's still Ultrasound Awareness Month. Yes, it is the third week. And now that we're getting lots of uh, responses to or requests, for topics to discuss for uh, all about sonography, um, we're going to start consolidating and planning out more topics that you want to hear. Yes. So thank you guys for sticking it out with us. I know we've been having some like audio difficulties and just it's a trial and error and we're learning and we're glad to hear all the feedback from you guys. And I don't know, I'm just really excited for where this is going. Yes, it's really exciting because um, we learned a lot since the first um, recording of this podcast. Like we started brand new and now we're kind of getting into the flow of things. And it's been a wild ride. We've had over 400 downloads so far. So thank you so much to everyone who's downloaded, who's listened. Thank you for your feedback. Please continue to uh, let us know how we can improve so that we can bring the content that you want to hear. Yes, you guys, thank you so, so much. And I hope you guys stick around for this episode because it's a good one. Definitely. So we're going to talk about how to become a sonographer. So um, just so how did you become a sonographer? Like what are the steps that you took to become where you are today? Yeah, so my story is kind of like interesting Short and sweet, basically, I was a nursing student at first, and then I decided that wasn't for me. So luckily, a sorority sister I was with, she was doing ultrasound, and I kind of asked her what to do. So luckily, at my school, there was an ultrasound program. Unlike many of you guys who are doing your research with programs right now, I kind of just like fell into it. So I didn't know anything about the accreditation thing non-accredited versus accredited. Um, I learned all of that later on, but I pretty much just took prereqs, made sure I passed those and tried to get into the program and applied. That's all I did on my end. Um, but what about you? Um, for me, well, since sonography is my second career, I used to work in retail. Um, I was looking for how I can get a job as soon as I finished school. And I kind of worked backwards that way. So I looked at all the available job openings, what employers are looking for. And most of employers, I'm in New York City. So most employers are looking for students who graduate from an accredited program. And they especially mentioned KF. So I went on the KF website, looked for any programs that's accredited around me. So I just worked, at, uh, worked backwards 
from there. <laughs> I didn't really look into like other credit was it um other credentials or any other types of credentials uh, until I was asked questions from prospective students like what's the difference between KHAP and ART or CCI and that's how I knew of um, different credentials and it's possible that you don't have to go to KHAP. Right and that's the thing is like when I was in school like I never even thought of KHAP at all until later on when people started asking me about stuff and I did the whole YouTube thing like people were asking so you know basically steps to go into a sonography program you can kind of have to just figure out what program you want to go into right like uh, we kind of broke it down to five different steps for those of you who are looking into ultrasound um, five different steps your first step really is to choose your program whether it be, you know, general vascular echo slash cardiac. Um, and that's how you see that she did her research with her area in New York City. Me personally, I didn't do any research. I just already knew there was a program. So I kind of just like went for it. Um, but yeah, those of you who know now, you know, do your research and choose what kind of sonographer you want to be. So, you know, general vascular cardiac, every program has a different type of education path. Some offer both, some offer one. So yeah, that's where you're going to start. And then you want to do your prereqs and requirements to get into that program. Yes. So for me, um, I had a bachelor's before I applied to my school and I was able to transfer um, some of my pre prereqs which is like English and just like the general education requirements for our bachelors and um, I didn't have any science classes so I was able to take that within my program um, that's also why I picked my program I was able to take my prereqs after being accepted because I didn't want to waste any time once I made my decision um, and other schools you have to get your anatomy and physiology and physics before um applying. Was that like for your program as well? Yep. So that's how my program went. In order to get into the program at my school, I go. I went to UNLV. So there's only two programs out here in Las Vegas, one of which is accredited and the other one, which is not accredited. Um, obviously, I went for the one that's not accredited, which I didn't know at the time, but I still made it through you guys. So that one, you have to do your prereqs first and then apply to the program. And so you've got all these people taking all these prereqs who don't even know if they're going to get into the program, right? And that's how that story goes. But then you've got programs like yours, which have prereqs included after you apply. And I know a ton of schools that also do that as well. Yeah, that's a great um, way that schools is giving everyone an equal chance to be able to become a sonographer. And I really, really appreciate it, especially as a non-traditional student. Um, I have classmates who are moms or changing careers like myself. Um, I think it's a really great option out there for those who are changing careers. Yeah, so definitely do your research. Um, there's different types of programs you can go to, obviously community colleges, universities, certificate programs, um, and 
they all require different things. So you just kind of have to do your research. Some require you to take a HESI, the HESI exam, which is what nurses mostly take. Some schools want you to have SAT and ACTs or the TEAS exam um, to get in, the TEAS that a lot of people I see are doing. And then also there's a new one that we've just heard recently within the last year called USA, which is um, an ultrasound exam specific. So like, I know that, uh, for example, one of our girls, Emma, in our Discord, she had to take the USA exam. And that was the first time I ever heard of it. So, you know, it's kind of like the same as a SAT, ACTT. It's kind of just like your entry level type of class to get in. They want to see where you place, right? So that's something you guys have to think about when choosing your school. Yes, honestly, I took the SAT for my undergrad and I've never looked back. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) I can't even remember. No. So after that, after you choose your program, right, you figure out how to get into that program, you know, think about your prereqs requirements and whatnot. Throughout that program, you know, you're going to take all your classes, right, which is what Lynn is doing right now. And some schools have lab and clinicals at certain times. So that's another step. You're going to have to do a lab where you learn how to scan and then do clinicals where you uh, take what you're learning and you put it into action. Yes. And look into the programs, um, depending on the programs, different curriculums, they have labs, they have you um, be in classes and labs first, and then they throw you into clinicals and you'll be clinicals four times. Or my programs, I do classes, labs, and clinicals at the same time. And um, it's just uh, based on your preference, how you want to learn and how do you think you'll best succeed Um, Just look into how they run their curriculum and see what works for you. Yeah, that's the thing. And I love this because me and Lynn are actually pretty much opposite. Like she does cardiac, vascular. I do general. I I know how to do vascular as well, but she, her program is completely different than mine. Um, Mine is the one where you actually do all your classes, do lab first, and then they throw you into clinicals. You're in clinicals five days a week and no classes. So all you're doing is scanning and scanning and scanning. And you're pretty much ready to go once you're done uh, clinical. I actually like it like that. Although I, I like my program too, because <laughs> it gets to, it gets to where I'm going. But yeah, that, I, I mean, more time way like years ago, I think I would have <laughs> gone that track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll kind of think about it. Um, this is how we look at it. So I'll tell you this. For example, UNLV is a non-accredited school, yet we do all of our classes first, lab first, and then we do clinical, right? So we're focused on scanning and building our skills for a whole year, basically. And then uh, CSN, which is, it used to be the Community College of Southern Nevada, but now it's just College of Southern Nevada. It's no longer like community. Um, And it's called CSN and their program is accredited. And what they do is they do their classes intertwined with their lab, intertwined with their clinical. So these students are doing clinicals like something, I don't know specifically, but it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, is like clinical and then Tuesday, Thursday is class. So it's like you're going to clinical, going to class, going to clinical, class, and then lab is in there as well. But you're kind of learning while you're in clinical versus like you don't have to focus on class and you're just in clinical. So, you know, it's kind of cool that you have the choice to decide 
how you want to go about that. It is cool. And I, when I was looking into KHAB,、uh, one of the requirements to be accredited by KHAB is that they have to have clinicals. And then、um, uncredited programs, it's a risk that you have to take if they offer clinicals or not. So、um, that's the, like the pros and cons when I was looking into、uh, accredited and unaccredited programs. So, you just have to take that into consideration as well, depending on where you are, the program you're looking at, and see what they offer for you. Yeah. So, obviously, the non accredited and accredited thing, you kind of just have to pick your schools and make your pros and cons list, talk to them, talk to the advisors, counselors, students who've already been there. I mean, social media is a huge thing nowadays. You can literally just message them and be like, hey, What school do you go to, or what school do you go to? You know, you, you know, it's kind of like that's how open people are nowadays.、Um, but of course, we'll go into more detail with that.、Um, the next step after lab and clinicals is complete your program, obviously, like finish it, pass it, and you have to take your SPI、um, physics board exam.、Um, and that's where non accredited accredited comes into play because that depends on you know, when you can take SPI.、Um, And sometimes when it's not accredited, you can't take board exams at a certain time versus when it's accredited. Yeah. So、um, for my program, I'm take, I have to take the SBI and pass it before my fifth quarter. If I don't pass the SBI, I can't continue with the program. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> I would not have finished. Like, I've.、Um, <laughs> I.、Oh. Have heard of other students、um, who did their clinicals, like in the clinicals aspect, I think they're way beyond me, but they're just starting physics and they're going to take the SBI after the program. So that's like very new to me. And、oh. I think that's really cool how different programs are set up. Yeah, that's crazy. See, I probably would not have passed your program. For those of you guys who know who followed me, basically, I didn't pass my SPI the first time. So,、oh. thank goodness for, for being able to pass later on.、Um, but yeah, that's the thing. You got to take that physics board exam because that is your exam for you to become registered. So, the next and final step, really, to become a sonographer, a registered sonographer, is to take your RDMS. Or RDCS board exams. These are the specialty exams. This is what gives you those letters after your name. This is what we were talking about on our other episode、um, about how to become registered and what specialties there are. So, this is where you you know, take those board exams that we always talk about. Yes. And the, I mean, the end goal for this is for you to be able to have a job and have a job. The job that you want at the place that you want. So that means clinicals is a big aspect of your program. So you have to do real, really do like research on your programs and、um, how. When I looked at my program, I like that they have statistics of their graduates.、Um, so I looked into programs with graduates, the percentage of graduates that are able to have employment. Within six months after their graduation. So, if your program that's unaccredited、um, doesn't have the information, make sure to ask, like, ask all the questions so that 
they're enough so you know that they're preparing you for employment after because you don't want to go to school and then once you graduate you don't want to be left hanging and not have a job right and that's the hardest part because when you are coming from a non-accredited school right there's a lot of the people who say they had a hard time finding a job well I don't know if they did their research or if they knew or like what was going to happen because you probably don't and that's why now you have to do your research versus like for me, I knew that if I graduated from my program that I would get a job because Las Vegas hires only from these two programs. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the only two you can go to. And I knew UNLV was a credible place. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew that I, I there are people who graduated, you know, my sorority sister was in it. She is a stenographer. So as long as you know, and do your research, or even just know that someone went there and completed it, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and kind of just figure out how to get there. Your final step is to become registered, take those board exams. Um, and that's why now you guys are, you know, it's pretty cool that you can do your research and kind of weed out the schools that kind of only just want your money or, you know, don't even help you because at the end of the day, it's all networking, your clinical site, the people you know, everyone around you, it's that's how you get your job. Yeah, networking um, is a big factor in how you get your job. Um, that I think is very true. Once I was out of when I was like working in the real world with the adults. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, that's how you get to where you're going. It's networking. It's not it's not based on Yes, you have to know how you scan. You have to know your um, what your Anatomy. academic, yeah, in your, your education. And, and yes, your education. Yeah. Um, but it's networking that um, gets you where you want to go. And if you have an eye on a place that you want to work at, that's like knowing someone. That's how you get it. Yeah, get that good word in there. Um, honestly, I got um, from my clinical site, like I do remember I got my first job from my supervisor who recommended me to a company. And that's how I got my first job while I was a student. I graduated in May 2017, but I was already working, making money as a sonographer. Obviously, I wasn't registered. I was going to be registered, um, but I was already working in February 2017 before I even graduated. So that's that's the pro about, you know, networking and being a good student. Yes. And I'm currently at clinicals at Mount Sinai and I love the labs there. So hopefully when I'm done with my program, you know, I'm networking so that I can have a position there. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to do great. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to do great. You know, that's the thing is as long as you're working hard, you're showing them that you want a job. I mean, the healthcare field right now is seriously struggling. I think everywhere, every aspect, every department. They're so short-staffed. Like people are burning out. And especially with sonography, there are sonographers who are in the field, um, like you said, uh, previous episodes, 20 years. Like, I think they know it, like, I think they feel that it's time for them to retire, like, especially after this pandemic. So there, there are spaces for all of us, new grads and students. We just have to find it and work hard for it. 
Yeah, like if you guys already know you want to be a sonographer, figure out where you want to live. You know, where do you want to work? Do you want to be in a hospital or outpatient setting, which is going to be our next episode? So stay tuned for that. You got to have to kind of look into your future. This is something where, you know, things will fall together eventually, like everything happens for a reason. But you do have to have that end goal in mind. Like I knew where I wanted to work after, you know, I decided to go into ultrasound. I figured out what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And that was my end goal. And I was like, okay, one day at a time, it's so much closer to my goal. And that's how it kind of came to be. You just have to have your checklist, check it off, get through your program and get through those board exams. Because that's probably one, you think school is hard, you know, then you got to take your board exams. Oh, just oh, you're so funny. <laughs> oh, gotta go take your cardiovascular exams. Are you ready for that? <laughs> oh no, not yet. <laughs> Hopefully next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So just to summarize, basically what I see that Giselle did similar to me is like we have an end goal and we work towards it despite like any obstacles that we have. It's just the end goal is there and you work very really hard to get there whether our program's accredited or unaccredited have clinicals or not or no clinicals um, it's just there to provide you the education the skills that's what the employers are looking for and then after that it's networking you just need have to know the right person the right people to get you where you want to be Yeah, definitely. And it's a whole long topic on itself. So if you guys have any other questions, you can always message us. I'm at LOL Giselle on Instagram. And where can they find you, Lynn? I'm DMS Diaries on Instagram. Yeah, so you guys um, hit us up with any questions you have. We're we're willing to help you figure out what school you want to go to. I've talked to so many people and helped them decide whether which school they want to go to, pros and cons, you know. Obviously, you have to think about cost, where you're going to live. Are you going to move somewhere else? Like all these different things. Um, you know, there's so much you got that goes into choosing the school because you have to spend so much money. So, you know, we're here for you. Yes, we are. And um, all are, um, the, what's the most popular and competitive school? I feel like there's sonography programs everywhere in the U.S. Like we can't narrow it down to one number one schools. Even if I look up number one sonography programs in the U.S., there's no list. Right. I get that question too. Like (laughs) help me choose a school. And I'm like, I can't help you. You have to kind of look where you want to go, you know, and narrow it down that way. Yes, that's a good advice. Um, So like what schools? Um, I'm sure more students have reached out to to, uh, Giselle. Um, what schools, in your opinion, is most competitive? I mean, I know I've heard a bunch of, like, I'll tell you what I've seen as far as social media goes, because obviously I'm in my own bubble here in Vegas. And, you know, when whenever you're like in your own bubble, you don't think about other places, right? But the more I've seen the community grow, the more I've seen these specific schools stand out to me. So there's CBD College in LA, which I know a ton of students on our Discord go there. Um, Obviously in Las Vegas, CSN and UNLV, those are the only two places in Vegas. And I get so many people um, asking about it. Um, I've heard a lot about Platt College in Alhambra, which is in California. And um, 
C-A-H-E, which is your school. <laughs> yeah, so many people um, ask about that. And um, I know you can speak on behalf of them, but um, there's also in LA, W-C-U-I, which is um, another competitive school compared to CBD college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few other ones that I've seen re- that a lot, you know, is Gurnick Academy and CVUI. So if you guys are interested, obviously, you don't know where these places are. It's kind of like if you're in those areas and you hear these schools, um, those are some schools that are really popular. Like you can see people are actually being successful from these programs. So kind of think about it if you're in those areas. And even if that's something you're willing to move, like if you're willing to move, why not go to school that is, you know, like is is really good, like is producing good sonographers. Like why not? If you're in a small town, you, you got to go somewhere that doesn't have, because like if your town doesn't have a program, you got to figure out where in the United States you want to live. And that's a good one. But how about, do you want to mention some schools that people have mentioned to you that they're going to? Um, I heard, well, I first heard of Nova. I know the student at my clinical site. She's in California. Her program sends her to New York for clinicals. And oh. she has other students that goes, I think one is in Dallas and one's in South Carolina. So I find nice. that really, really interesting that school sends their students um, out of state. So yeah. that's Nova in Florida. I see there's Nova in Northern Virginia. I think there are two different programs. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I work with a sonographer at my site who went to Eastwick College, which is in New Jersey, and that's not credited. But not credited? Oh, yeah, there you go. And then I know like a lot of people like in Arizona, um, Pima Medical Institute, which is obviously an institute all over the United States. So if you've got a Pima with an ultrasound program, I don't know, check that out. Um, and then I know um, people in Florida, um, they're just, they messaged me saying, hi, from uh, Miami-Dade in Ooh. Florida. <laughs> so it's like you have a camaraderie in uh, other states. Yeah. Um, there's other students who've told me they go to Orange Coast College, CVTC, which is in Wisconsin. Shout out to you guys. Ivy Tech Community College in Indiana. Oh. And um, I know someone who goes to Hunter Business of School or Long Island University and Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like places that I've never been but it's amazing to connect with those students in that area yeah it's really cool to know that there's literally sonography programs all over the united states don't forget there are programs in canada um and that's a whole different uh tier of things but you know just kind of figure out what school you want to go to try to talk to somebody use facebook groups i mean there's so much out there for you to figure out what school to go to. Um, but real quick, we're going to talk about, um, you know, there's KHEP, the Commission of Accreditation of Allied Health Education Programs. But then there's also um, other program like registries, which is under CCI, RDCS, and RCS. So I'm going to have a link over that really quick. These are what you want to be registered in to become a sonographer. And, you know, depending on your school, too. Uh, you kind of have to figure out what that is. Yes. So as we all know, KHAP is the big um, organization that accredits 
most of the programs that employers look for. But um, there are other uh, organizations that accredited programs like ARRT, which is the American Registry of Radiolic, Radiologic Technologists. Um, it's, it says it's the world's largest organizations that, offer, that offers credentials in medical imaging interventional procedures and radiation therapy. And then there's another one um, that I was recently brought to, that was recently brought to my attention, which is CCI. And that stands for um, Cardiovascular Credentialing International. Um, because one of the students messaged me asking, what's the difference between RDCS and RCS? So basically, they're the same, they're the same re uh, registry or specialty, um, but with different organizations that gives that credential. So mm -hmm. CCI is basically just anything cardiovascular. It doesn't do general or OB or anything. So yeah. there's that, like, if you want, if you specifically want cardio, if you specifically want vascular, like, look into different um, registries, not registries, yeah. um, organizations that give that programs. And yeah. if you have more options and wants the whole alphabet after your name, <laughs> like, Excel and to know more, KHAP offers the most. It's just mm -hmm. most well-known, but everything, every credentials is equal yeah it's so like it's just, just based on your preference I think right like if you have RDCS or if you have cardiac under CCI it's kind of the same thing you're still registered um but also look into the job opportunities because they will tell you what they want you to be registered in so you know what I would do is like look on indeed and figure out what are the hospitals asking for in my area what are they wanting what are the requirements and you know that'll give you a good place to go to be to have that end goal like what exam to take like my hospital will tell you you need to be registered in rdms you know and i'm sure if you have cci for example for their cardiac department then maybe you can ask them like hey what about cci you know that those kind of things but we just wanted you to know that there are different types of organizations that do provide the accreditations as well so you know kind of look into that like we said just do your research you know make sure you're figuring it out and you don't want to be stuck at the end of something without doing research, especially this goes for you guys who are looking. Cause you know, a lot of us who didn't look or do research kind of just, this is <laughs> you guys learning from our mistakes. Yeah. And um, like Giselle said, um, like I said earlier, um, look for the employers that you want to work for, what they're looking for, and then narrow it down from there and see what programs best for you. Because having a job is important. That's why we go to school and that's why we have income, you know? So um, I think that just narrows it down. Like if you're deciding between KHAB and ARRT, see what your employers are asking or they're looking for in their um, applicants. Yeah, it's so, so broad and, you know, it depends where you live, you know, and where you want to live or want to work. Let's say I live here in Vegas, but I wanted to live in Hawaii. Then I would have to look at hospitals in Hawaii and figure out what they're requiring. 
or if I want to live over there in New York, then I'd have to figure out, okay, what do they require out there? You know, so at the end of the day, do your research, make your lists and take it one day at a time. Yeah, take it one day at a time is the key. Being in this program, being probably working as a sonographer because you do get really busy. And I just want to say a general note that all the credentials, all the are the same. And um, if you're just getting one, just start from there and then you'll always have a chance to learn more and obtain another credentials. Yeah, one question we always get is, can you do RDMS and RDCS and RVT? Can you do everything? Yeah, it's possible. You can cross-train in anything. You can go back to school. I mean, I know people who, for example, in my last video with Michael, who's a cardiovascular student, he has people in his program who are general sonographers just going back to get their cardiac, you know, and that's what you can do. People in small towns who do general, they can train into echo in the small towns and you just have to do your hours and they can sign you off. I mean, there are so many options. The world is like huge. You can go anywhere and figure out a way to get what you want done. Yes. So I know that in this episode, we mentioned a lot of things that you have to consider, but just narrow it down for what, what works best for you and what your employers are looking for. And then um, work from there. Yeah. And hopefully we can do another episode on cost of school because that's a whole topic in itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> an important topic to know <laughs> yeah so if there's anything else you guys want to know or hear you guys please let us know fill out the form um, that's in my bio or lynn's bio on our instagrams and yeah anything else you want to say i just want to say thank you to our listeners who've been sticking with us since day one and to any new listeners who are joining us today i welcome you to our podcast and i can't wait to have you listened to us learn from what we are trying to raise awareness for and be a part of this amazing community? Yeah, we're just super excited for this. We know the community is growing and we're just happy to have this way of communicating and spreading ultrasound awareness and just talking to you guys. Because the point of a podcast is just literally to have conversations to be able to have the conversations. And we want you guys to talk to each other, to each other in the community, your coworkers, friends, family, just talk about it. And that's what we're trying to do. We're super thankful for you guys. I'm so excited for Lynn because I know she's working so hard in school and you guys, I give her props because she's so busy and she's doing this with me. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you, Giselle. I know you are in your master's program <laughs> and working full time and have to accommodate the time difference between West Coast and East Coast. So thank you so much. I appreciate you being on this journey with me. Of course. I love it so much. I'm so glad we did this. And you guys, I hope you guys stick around with us and see hopefully what the rest of this year brings. Yes. Uh, stick around. Message us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. This video will be on YouTube as well. So comment, like, and subscribe to Giselle's channel to be updated on anything and everything we will be talking about. <laughs> yes, we're here for you guys. So we appreciate it. We love you guys. This community is so great. And uh, 
yeah let us know what you need help with yes let us know so thank you so much until next week all right see you guys next time bye bye